going, John. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Blue Collar Syndicate podcast. And it is the beginning of the year, which is kind of okay, but it's just Wednesday if you're listening to this. How are you doing, Albert? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a guest today for the new year. And this guest is quite the trip. Very inspi- inspiring person, um, somewhat self-made, actually all self-made. And how about she introduces herself, Stacy Furcus. Hi, guys. Thank you for letting me be on the show. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, hi, how you doing? And oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> myself. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's the new year. Um, we can talk a little bit about what you do and things like that. Um, for those that don't know, we, you, I've mentioned you in, on the show before and we are dating. So that way everyone knows. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> back out, back the fuck off. And, but yeah, uh, you're a photographer, videographer, you have your own business and you have a lot, you do a lot of other things. So just share with the world like a few minutes on. <laughs> you guys weren't even recording. <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> Just share with the world uh, a couple minutes of like your quick background, and then we can kind of dive in a little bit more. Okay. Well, uh, again, I'm Stacy Ferkus, and I am the owner of Blue Orchid Photography. I have been doing it for ten years now. Uh, I started back in 2014. Um, started from scratch, basically self-taught. Uh, I started with old school film photography, developing it in the Lightroom. Um, and it just became a sparked passion from there. Uh, the creativity and the freeness of it all was just something that I could relate to the most. And it was just more my personality. I'm very free and I like to just, I don't know, be out there. Um, I, uh, bought my dad's camera off of him for like 300 bucks and uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, <laughs> so <laughs> I just went outside and took photos of bunnies and landscapes, and um, I went back and took it to the f- Photoshop is where I first learned. Um, I didn't know anything, so I YouTubed everything and started from there and just grew from that moment. And after getting into it a lot more, uh, I did a few of my friends' weddings for free. So I could get some portfolio work. Uh, and then I did, I branched out and did high school senior photos. And uh, I did that for a while. And of course, I did like my 23-year-old friends as 18-year-olds. Because <laughs> I didn't have any other uh, portfolio work. So it started with that. And then uh, did some family photos and just learned my way around the camera for digital. Is when I started, when I bought my dad's camera. and. Uh, I had I did some family photos like I said and then after that I pl- I blasted on Facebook like a huge deal like $500 and you get like the world <laughs> of photography uh and I blew up I had like 40 weddings in that year and that's when I got a lot of my clientele started I was about 2 3 years in and uh Yeah, I blew up from there. I started with photography, and then um, because I also did, I was an actress um, a few years ago, and uh, I loved 
being, you know, in front of the camera and doing all that. And then I loved the art of videoing, being a cinematographer. So I actually transitioned from photography into videography. And I had an assistant that I met while acting. Um, Him and I started click and our personalities are pretty cool. So he was my assistant for the most part. Kind of he took me under his wing in a sense as as I hired him to film weddings for me and then I was doing photo so I was kind of just seeing what he does and everything else and uh, I just learned from there and I took off with video and just along the way YouTubed gear um, audio equipment everything like how to film uh, angles you know how to he actually kind of taught me how to video edit because I had no fucking clue (laughs) Um, just Bloop, 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 pulled the computer. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So um, I learned all self-taught um, from other people. I'm not really a college kind of person. School was never a thing for me. Um, if, you know, if I can do it myself, I, I will. Because even if you do go to college nowadays, I feel that you still don't get the jobs you want because you don't have the experience or you need, you know, basically experience. And it's like, well, how do I get experience if you don't hire me? You know, like, so. Isn't there a meme? There's a meme about that where it's like, sorry, you need to be 21 with 10 years of experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, but how do I get the 10 years of experience? <laughs> and it's just like the circle and it's just going around and around. Yeah. So. Um, you went to the University of YouTube. Pretty much. Yeah. I know. And a lot of people frown upon going to YouTube because it's free or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's a resource. Uh, this day and age, media is your friend. You know, if you don't know how to use it, well, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that goes with almost anything. The YouTube world is, it stays current. That's the thing I always notice. Like with, with me, it's Good like point. working on cars <laughs> and stuff. Like you go to school to work on cars and they're going to teach you one type of operating system on some kind of scan tool, one type of way to troubleshoot things and you're done. But as soon as you finish that school, that's where your education stopped. So, like, if you go to school, uh, like a car school, they're going to teach you their, their way and then send you out. And unless you're going straight to, like, a dealership to specialize in one thing, you're kind of screwed because you're going to walk into a Joe Blow shop and you're going to see a brand new car with a bunch of problems. And the problem is when you went to school, your education stopped in 2015 when you graduated. Yeah, when you, all you did was work on an 89 Honda. Yeah, so what are you supposed to do? Go back to school for four more years? Every, yeah. every four years, go to school for four years? I mean, it's just a Ponzi scheme if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And then YouTube, you know, everybody gets on there and posts their way of teaching, which is another thing. You get an option of, you know, a million different teachers, not just one. Sometimes you get a teacher and you just can't relate to them. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the way Stacy's teaching me. I'm gonna go look at the way Albert's teaching. Yeah. Well, that also makes or breaks too with how you learn. Like even back in high school, oh, if yeah. you have a shitty teacher who's just sucky, you're not gonna want to learn or go to that class. But if you get a teacher who's fun and makes it exciting, you're like, I'm fucking ready to like learn history. Let's do this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's just the same thing, just on a global scale now. Oh yeah, yeah. So what part? Like when did it click that you wanted to do photography? Like during the the film development or like what what sparked it? Well, actually, (laughs) photography was last on the list. Um, I like to dabble in a lot of different things. I guess I like to be the jack of all trades. 
Um, originally, when I was back in high school, I wanted to be an interior designer and um, just go and be fashionable and all that stuff. And just really wasn't my thing. I, you know, looked into how much you would make and it was okay. And if I really wanted, if I could see a career out of it. And then I also wanted to be like an FBI agent or work for SWAT, <laughs> you know, just like out of the ordinary things. Um, I did try out for, um, to be a sheriff at the Denver jail and that didn't turn out to be what I wanted to do. I tried to be a realtor, didn't pass the test, <laughs> um, twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked for my best friend's uh, husband at a pet store. Um, I was in real um, retail for 14 years. I started that when I was 15, and then I was there for 14 years, long time. Um, I also worked for a custom paint and auto body shop for Gunslinger. I was doing a lot of sanding work, and then I got into quality control where I was airbrushing and fixing up all the imperfections and stuff on motorcycles. And then uh, I was out of college for five years and I wanted to go back and actually that's when I started acting. I went for theater <clears throat> and uh, I did about a semester's worth of classes. The shitty part of all of that is I had to then take all my gen ed classes again because I was out to school for five years. So I had to do math, history, uh, English. I had to do all that again. And then I just had my one theater class for my Why elective. do you need to do all that stuff for, for when you're going for something that's not even relative to 2 plus 2? Because it's just school curriculum. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I asked the same question. I was like, why do I need math, science, history, all that if I'm going to be an actress? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go quote Shakespeare. But that's what they told me. So I did those three classes plus my theater class. Um, I was in school for a semester. And then I went out to L.A. for a week-long acting competition uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really eye opening, very nerve wracking to be in front of a lot of judges. You know, you had to go through the the whole spiel of getting your headshots and you know different angles of like being a dramatic actress or serious or sad or happy. And I'm definitely not a sad actress. <laughs> Sorry, I'm more fun and dramatic. Um, I actually did for my skit. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Bruce Almighty the scene where he's in the newsroom <laughs> i was the anchor and oh. i did my skit exactly like how he did i mean of course i changed the name to like a girl name yeah um and i actually did like the you know like the, like the high-pitched voice and when i was rehearsing and i was with my fellow actress actors actresses they were fucking laughing. It was hilarious. And the wall in between was, a, was like a pole closed wall. So it wasn't very insulated. So when you go into the room and you have like seven judges sitting in front of you and you have to play your skit. And you have other people too also in the crowd. They're just people who just they can watch and just see how you know the competition's going. And uh, I stood up there and my guide, or not my guide, my, I don't know, my actor advisor told me, feed off the fear like feel that for like getting you excited and i was fucking freaking out i was nervous because i'm not a good public speaker i always turn beet red like a cherry on my face <laughs> and i just know it i'm just like whatever i'm just it just happens but he's like yeah feed off that nervousness you want that to like excite you and i was nervous so i did and i just blew out my audition but 
when I stayed after I was done and I watched everyone else, everyone did drama. Oh, my boyfriend, he left me. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was about ready to puke. I was like, mine was the funniest shit ever. And, of course, I didn't win that round. But I made everyone else laugh, and they were rooting for me. So, I mean, that in itself was good enough for me. But yeah. <laughs> after that competition, um, I didn't go back to college because I didn't know what was going to come of it. So I did local gigs. Um, I did a few movies and um, TV shows and stuff like that down here in Colorado. I was on National American University for a commercial. I was in an NFL commercial. And then uh, I did a few feature films. A couple haven't been produced and edited yet. And then one is out. It is called Battered. Battered. It is on Amazon if you guys want to <laughs> check it out. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that's in the notes real oh, quick. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, very interesting film but it is out on amazon <laughs> and i'm in it obviously but and then after that i met uh, my good friend pookie who goes that's his nickname his real name is lyle and we've been we jived ever since i met him we were like on a, a coin show gig actually it's <laughs> not really a coin show because we were just down in denver going to that coin area whatever the Whatever's down the coins that are in Denver. The mint? Yeah. That. Uh, the mint. The mint. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of like the antique road show, but then I was like, the mint? Uh, yeah, we were down at the mint. And uh it was it was a good paying gig, but I did like the overnight and then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna stay and did like the day shift. It was really dumb. There was like no acting or anything. I think it was just made up, but we got paid. And that's when I met Pookie and uh our personalities just collided we were like two in the same person like his personality is my personality we could talk and laugh and crack up all day you know make him cry make me cry just because we're just laughing and just our jokes and personality meshed and then uh so i was on a few shows or movies with him and uh he was going to produce another one but it just didn't happen so once the acting came, um, I couldn't really afford to move to California because, let's be real, it's Who really can? expensive out there. <laughs> Who can? Yeah. And uh, I don't know anybody famous. So, and I was still, uh, at the time, I had just bought my own townhouse. I was 23 and uh, I was still working at King Supers to pay for my bills. And I couldn't take two, three, four months off at a time to film a movie. So, it was really hard to get time off. So, I was like, you know, I'll just do what I can. And uh, I love filming or being filmed. I still do. I still do gigs. Um, but I also do love the video side. I loved watching the behind the scenes, the production side of how everything is made. And so I think from stopping acting to starting photography is kind of where I changed. Is kind of where that started. Is where I'm like, you know, I really want to be a photographer and I really want to be a videographer. So I started my own company, uh, worked from my home, and uh, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. Got into weddings, and weddings are my main focus, along with doing senior photos, family photos, anything you can think of of taking a photo, I'll do. So awesome! You, you basically just enjoy being on the other side of the camera now. I do, yeah. Um, I can, it, I think it helps my clients when I'm shooting sessions because I can relate to being on the other side of the camera. Cause I know not everybody is gung ho about cameras and they're shy. I mean, hell, hell, I'm even shy too when I'm in front of my own camera, you know, I'm like, I don't know what to say. Uh, 
So I get it. And I think I can use that to help my wedding clients when I'm doing photos uh, on their wedding day. Just help them relax. I crack jokes. Um, I just... I'm a very lively person, so I feel like that helps ease other people, and it just brings out the more natural personalities and people versus being so posed or, you know, like nervous, you know, because you can tell when somebody's nervous in front of a camera. You can just see it and you can sense it. So if I can act a fool and be weird for somebody and they smile and they're in their moment, then that's perfect because that's what I'll do, and that'll generate the candid photos, which is what I'm about. Um, I l- it just brings more life to an image versus just being so still. So just bringing all of that personality into it, um, I can really vibe. And I really love down-to-earth clients. You know, uh, I kind of have a sailor's mouth. So if you couldn't tell already. Um, You're on the right show. <laughs> I uh, it just I just, yeah, I just am a free, easy, laid-back person. And photography is just that you know it's it's laid back it's free you know there's not one wrong way to really take a photo it's your art you know you create it however you want and then you let the people who see it come to you and hire you because they love your work and that's what they're gonna get yeah the uh the wedding pictures is always a rough one i remember uh at my wedding that lady took so many pictures and it was so annoying how she did it she was just like, well, we're going to go over here for five minutes. And it would take like 35 minutes. And that finally got to the point where I walked off because I was like, I'm done. You have so many pictures. Was it family photos? Are you dying? Uh, almost. Uh. Were, they, were they family photos? Uh, no. Uh, when I got mad was when they were doing the ones of just me and Haley. Oh. Oh, really? That's yeah. the best part. It was, it was fine. She got a bunch, but it just took so long. Well... Art takes time. <laughs> it's yeah. not an iPhone photo where you can just be like, chink, done. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I felt a little bad, but afterwards, even Haley told me I wasn't completely out of line. The lady was kind of weird. Well, there's there's a fine line between being like overly doing it and just like trying to just make sure you have great photos. Yeah. No, she did really good work. We have a lot of good pictures. But... uh I just remember she kept pulling us off like we'd be out talking with people. She'd be like, all right, come on, find more pictures. And then it would be like 35 minutes. It's like, all right. That would get frustrating. Yeah. That was what irritated me. It was like we'd be in there like during the dances and stuff. And it was like as soon as it ended, she'd be like, let's go do, let's go do more. And I'm like, hey, we're really happy with what we got. Just calm down. We're trying to have fun here too. <laughs> it's not right. just a photo shoot. It's a wedding too. Yeah. And that's also kind of like what I instruct my clients, you know, when I'm going over their timeline is I ask them what's important to them. Not everybody's the same. Some people really don't care about being in a reception and stuff like that. There's like whatever we're dancing. If you want to pull us out, just let us know. Um, I usually help guide the timeline and stuff like that. Like I'll pull I'll go out to my couple and be like, hey, we got a lot of good photos before. Um, the sunset is really gorgeous outside right now. Like it's mm-hmm. totally up to you if you want to go outside for about ten minutes to get those shots. Uh, let me know if you don't want to, then that's great. Um, a lot of people also don't realize, you know, when you do if you if a lot of people don't really do first looks. Um, but I've been seeing in the more recent years that they're starting to, which actually is really beneficial. Um, what are, I know what are first looks. So first looks. Oh, you didn't do one. Sorry, I didn't interrupt no, you. You didn't do a first look? I don't know. Obviously not if you don't know what it is. 
Uh, first look is basically just you and your spouse seeing each other before the ceremony for the first time. Oh. You get that, you kind of get your nerves calmed down. You just, there's no one else around. You see each other, you can get some photos and stuff like that. And then w- w- after that moment is passed, um, which is, I think a lot more couples should do first looks. I mean, I am traditional to walk down the aisle and see somebody for the first time. Um, just depends on how your timeline is laid out, but First looks are really great, especially because you can get a lot of your photos, family photos, wedding party photos, some bridegroom photos done before the ceremony. And then after that, it allows the couple to engage in their reception cocktail hour. So that way they're not missing it. Yeah, we didn't do that. (laughs) Fucking Christ. I'm going to die over here. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll take care of the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be right back. You guys keep going. But uh, Tell us more. (laughs) <laughs> so besides photography what else do you do you because you're a fa- fairly busy person so i own a food truck it is called the yeti dog smoothie shack uh, i own it with pookie aka lyle uh, we started it back in 2020 in kansas we were searching around for a while for trailers um it actually started off being pookie's kind of thing he's wanted to run a hot dog truck for a long time and I don't know if I need to turn to do this. You're good. <laughs> um, and uh, originally it was supposed to be just like a tiny little cart. And I was like, well, I'll help you run it, you know, whatever. Some Something else to do while we were in Kansas because it's Kansas. <laughs> There's nothing to do in Kansas anyways. And um, we just got to talking. And I was like, you know, your your hot dog cart needs variety. What about smoothies? And I love smoothies. And so we just were like going back and forth collaborating and we kind of just started a company together and um for the longest time we were trying to think about what to call it and um we were just going back and forth of course I was back in Colorado and he was in Kansas and uh I actually Yeti is actually part of my dog's name Kodiak um I used to call him Yetters so uh I I don't know how that came about I just saw that one commercial with the Yeti in like the kitchen because he was stealing shit at midnight or something (laughs) and uh, the guy's like oh my god it's a Yeti (laughs) so from that moment I just started calling Kodiak Yetters and uh so I kind of named partial truck after him uh because he passed away last year and uh so I was like, you know, because he was a big part of my life and he was like always by my side. He was like my right hand man. And uh, so I was like, Yeti, Yetters. Uh, well, Yeti. OK, we could do Yeti. And then uh, I guess Pookie at the same time had researched Yeti as well because he was going to name his Hummer Yeti. Why? I don't know. But he was going to. Because white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like, what about like like Yeti dog? Uh, like like Yeti Dog Smoothies or something. And uh, he came up with, like, Shack, And so we just kind of collaborated. We were like, what about, like, Yeti Dog Smoothie Shack? And it clicked. And uh, so then we found a trailer about three hours away from Topeka. And we drove down there, scoped it out. It definitely wasn't in the best condition. I was very skeptical about it at first. <laughs> and um, But Pookie was optimistic. And uh, so we ended up buying buying it bringing it home we cleaned it out um we opened it in august of 2020 in topeka kansas and uh it was actually pretty well i mean it was a small town so we got out there um and we had uh, like a, a newspaper 
company come out and do photos of us and write an article, which was really cool. And um, so we got out from there, and then we started doing events. And uh, after a little bit has gone by, we uh, were able to paint our trailer. And uh, it uh, one of my good friends from school, she's an incredible artist, I, um, I posted on Facebook because we were thinking about doing wraps, like a wrap around our trailer. It's like, no, we need something unique because I feel like every food truck's got a wrap or like it's just plain. So Yeah, just a print and paste type thing. Yeah. So I uh, made a post on Facebook and I uh, just reached out like, hey, I'm looking for artists or like painters or whoever to uh, custom design our trailer. And Julie reached out, and I was like, I'm going with her, because I already knew she's an artist. She is incredible. From pencil to pen to paintbrush to spray can to, like, all the things. And so uh, we had a vision. Um, I'm a beachy kind of person, so I like all the things tropical. And uh, it just made sense to do, like, Yeti Dog Smoothie Shack, because you think of smoothies, you think of, like, a cool beach shack, you know? And then you put a abominable snowman Yeti <laughs> on the beach. Uh, yeah, exactly. So... We, uh, I videotaped the trailer and I kind of just explained to her like our vision of what we wanted and she came up with it perfectly. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. We have a, a, a fun, happy Yeti holding up a hot dog and a smoothie in one hand and the other. And it's just, it's really fun. It's a fun, I love working for myself. I feel like after working 14 years for, you know, a higher up corporation that, um, working for yourself is very rewarding. You know, I find uh, for myself, it's a sense of success and uh, everybody always has their own idea of success. You know, um, majority of it could be money. You know, uh, majority of it could be spending time with family, traveling more. Um, my biz- my biggest success is being able to work for myself. You know, I can get up and decide if I want to go to work or not, or I could take vacations whenever I wanted. And uh, so being able to do that. After a few years of doing photography, working at King Supers, um, it's great. Because I quit my job. I quit King Supers after 14 years in 2020. And uh, we all know how 2020 went. The oh, yeah. global pandemic. Albert talked about it too because that's when he started his <laughs> trucking company. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, if I was going to learn today, it was going to be that year. And I decided <laughs> to quit my job of 14 years. And I sold my townhouse. And uh, I bought a truck and a fifth wheel because I live in an RV full time. Uh, well, I, you know, I live it. I we, live with you. We yeah, live, we it, live yeah. it. Well, now we, we live together. Um, but I started in 2020 living in a fifth wheel full time and uh, just traveling and being able to go wherever my brides are at. Um, and just the last few years, I've gotten more into destination weddings. Um, elopements and destination weddings is my. High point. Um, that's what I really want to focus on. I still shoot traditional weddings, um, but elopements, just being able to travel is something that is enjoyable to me. Um, I went to Ireland this year in May. For last year. It's technically 2023. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess, yeah. Today's 2023, <laughs> so last year. <laughs> um, I went to Ireland, and it was incredible. I've wanted to go to Ireland for a long time, and I did elopements couple sessions out there and it was just amazing and then uh last year <laughs> uh, i went to europe just just a just, mere few weeks ago just like a month ago yeah i went to europe um started in london or 
landed in London and then went to Wales and I was out there for four days and we were shooting some elopements and everything out there with castles and um, just like the small town and then came back into London and then that's when you came out and then I had a couple of sessions uh, in Paris so that was really cool to do that and have that for my portfolio but being able to travel and work for myself is my biggest success and that's what's enjoyable to me and having as a career What's up? I didn't know if you had anything. Is that was that how you would define like your personal success and like all in like goal? Just be able to work for yourself. Like obviously, like you said, for other people, they they just want money, and then like Albert does it for his family and he has personal goals and things like that. What is it that you do it for? Well, I do it because like just yeah, because you know out of passion. Well, yeah, um, it's it's just who I am, like. I, I'm a rebel. I don't really like to follow rules. (laughs) I like to make my own rules and, um, just being able to work for myself is just that. So, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Who doesn't want a shit ton of money? Like, (laughs) I mean, I do just so I can travel more, you know, I want to be able to go to Bali and spend, you know, a couple months on the beach. Like, why not? In a bungalow, you know, overlooking the water, but that shit's going to cost like a hundred grand. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, definitely money, but yeah, overall just working for myself, um, and being able to do what I love. I, I am literally, I feel living the dream, you know, when I was in King Supers and all my coworkers were like, damn girl, you're out there, you're doing the thing, you're living your dream. And I'm like, you know, I am, I am really living my dream because whenever I work at King Supers, you know, people would be like, hey, how are you? How's your day going? I'm like, well, you know, I'm, you know, living, living the dream or someone else's dream because working in retail sure as hell ain't my dream, you know. But I tell myself all that time. And, and when f- so finally somebody came by and was like, you're living your dream. Like you are literally living your dream. I'm like, you know, I am. I am living my dream. Awesome. Yeah. I always like to remind people because you always get people who, who come up to you and they're like, oh, you're your own boss. It must be awesome. And it is most like at least half the time. Most of the time. Yeah. At least half, if not more. If you're doing good, it's more than half. But I always tell people, you got to remember, there's always a difference between being a business owner or self-employed and you got to decide which one you want because that's going to dictate how you do everything else. Because I've went down the business owner route, which is less enjoyable in a sense. I still get the perks of, yeah, I'm not doing anything today. Uh, We'll wait till tomorrow on that. Or I'm taking two weeks off to go camping, stuff like that. But being like a a self-employed, there's nothing wrong with it. I just see people all the time who what they really want is to be self-employed, but they're trying to run a business, which you can't really do both. Because I see guys like in the trucking industry, they want they want to say they're going to be a business owner, but then they're taking, uh, so like in in my industry, quantity is everything. How much freight you can move, how many miles you put on your truck, how many miles you get to bill for, that dictates how much money you get. It's all about how much you can do, really, unless you're into a specialized, more specialized niche trucking than I'm in. <laughs> and uh, so I see guys where they're like. Oh, I'm a business owner, but then you see them taking every bit of profit they have to go vacation for two, three, four weeks. 
and then run hard for two or three weeks and then vacation for another two or three weeks. Which I tell guys, like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But you're also not really going to get to business owner. Like, I guess it, I guess it would depend on what you define as a business owner. But the, what, what I'm talking about is guys are trying to say, like, oh, I'm going to have 10 trucks. And I'm like, you can't have 10 trucks when you're taking all your perks now. You have to, you have to pay... They're not playing the long game. They're playing, let's make money to go have fun. Yeah, which is great. And some people do that. Like I talked to a guy, there's a guy I'm real good friends with out in Arizona and that's all he does. He runs enough to pay his bills and work as little as possible because he wants to spend as much time as he can with his kids and they do like razor racing and all that cool shit. Mm -hmm. And he's real into some veteran stuff. So that's what he does. He's like, "I'm, I'm not here to be a trucking business. I'm here to pay my bills in the fastest way possible so I can go enjoy the other side of my life, which is what he does. Yeah. Because he can, he can either go work 30 hours a week for himself and make the same amount of money he was making working 60 hours for a factory. So that's where he came from is he's like, no, I'm here to be self-employed. I don't care about having more trucks. I don't care about having other drivers. I want to make what I need to pay my bills. And then I'm going to spend the rest of the time with my wife, my family, my kids, and we're going to have fun and do all that. Yeah. I'm living a, not easy life, but a comfortable life. I'm happy and it works. Yeah. And I just see guys that they say they want to be a business owner. And then I tell them like, you gotta, you gotta put in some misery. It's not all, you can't have all the fun. If you want to have all the fun, then you're just going to be self-employed and just readjust your expectations to that because Mm -hmm. there's a big difference because I could, I could probably take even more time. I take off now and it would regress my company, but it'd progress my personal life. Or I could flip it around. I'd probably take a little more time off now because I'm spending more time with my wife and kids. Like, since I've been self-employed, I've had more time off than I ever had working for someone else. Oh, yeah. You came from that oil and gas pipeline life. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it before. I've worked at a company where the entire year I had six days off. So, like, you can have that or you can have... So, I'm kind of in the middle where I'm... I'm still taking, yeah, eating you're, a little. You're, you're I'm still eating a little break. bit of my cake right now, <laughs> you know, but I'm still also going a little harder than I see other guys going. Yeah, but that's because, like, I'm aiming to own other businesses. Like, I'm not just, I'm not that excited about traveling the country. Like, I don't do it all for frills. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just think it's like, oh, you got to go see North Carolina. I'm like, it's fucking hot out there. And it's no nice parking. out there. What are you talking about? And the other thing, the other thing people forget is like, like uh, I think my dad is guilty of this. Every time I'm in Missouri, he's like, "Oh, you gonna stop by?" It's like, dude, I'm working. Like I'm not going to a destination and then hanging out for three or four days, and then going on. Because there's mm-hmm. other truck guys. I see like uh, there's a lot of trucking couples that do that. They'll go out as a couple and they'll be like, "Where do you want to go? We want to go to Florida. Okay, let's get a load going to Florida." We'll get to Florida, then we'll spend a week there, and then we'll go somewhere else. And that's all great, but yeah, I just, like I say, I always try to remind people, like, you, it's kind of hard to do self-employed and business owner, because if you're only focused on the business, you have to sacrifice a lot of the self part of it, and you don't get to do, like, like in your case with the photography, I'm sure if you, if you switched your expectations to do just a numbers game, you could do a lot less fulfilling work but probably pocket a little more money but then you wouldn't get all the fun of traveling all these other places you could be like no i could just crush local weddings and cover six of them a week yeah. you know and i'll actually make a thousand dollars more this month but 
Is it worth it? Yeah. All I'm doing is driving back and forth between Denver, Fort Collins, and somewhere in the mountains on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in my industry and in profession, it's, it's, a go- it's an ongoing battle finding that work-life balance. You know, it's hard to say no to money yeah. if it's a really great wedding or something or someone you want to work with or work for. You know, if it's a really awesome couple or the location's great and you're like, oh, I already have like five weddings this month. Do I really want six? And, and sometimes I'm just like, well, fuck it. I'll do it, you know, yeah. because I want to do it. But then, you know, you do get burnt out. Um, I got burnt out last year. Well, I guess, okay, not last year. In 2021, uh, because of the pandemic, I had a lot of my weddings move from 2020 to Mm. 2021. So I had like over 50 weddings and I literally was editing every single day for the whole year, literally starting in January until like January, the next, next year, you know, and I was so tired. I was, I just, that whole year was just done and gone. And so last year in 2022, <laughs> Jesus, whole new year throw me off. It was only a day ago. Uh, I've heard someone say and talking about like they just need to clump the pandemic in yeah. one year because everybody's having the same problem. Yeah. 2020 just lasted three years, all right? Yeah. yeah. So last year in 2022, I decided to do a lot more second shooting. Um, I only took six weddings of my own on. And the rest of the time was second shooting or associate shooting for my fellow photographer buddies and stuff like that. And it was really great. It was really nice. I literally only had to start editing in September. Like the whole rest. Well, I had a wedding in June, a couple of my own weddings in June. But other than that, the rest of them were in September. Yeah, it was great. That's a big thing. Probably a lot of people don't think about because I see a lot of people try to dabble in photography and I always wonder why they give it up so easy. And then I, the more you talk about editing, I'm like, yeah, there's... It's not just the one day where you go hang out and take pictures. You got a lot of work once you snap all them pictures. Yeah. When she started explaining like the back end wedding stuff to me, I was like, okay, I kind of understand now. Because, um, like obviously the pricing. When people go to get married, they and they get a, they book a photographer. Obviously, the price is not what you would expect. Yeah. In some people's eyes. You're like, you're just then, taking pictures. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that, I get that. I get that a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. so explaining, Ex- explain explaining that. that. Yeah. So, um, a lot of people, you know, when you, when you're shopping for photographers or anything, you know, you're just like, holy shit, it's what? $5,000 for just photos? Like what? Well, first of all, camera bodies are 2000 plus the lenses are two or $3,000 plus. You know, we we gotta play, we gotta pay for the batteries. We gotta pay for the SD cards that all your photos are going on to. We have websites that host our portfolio. We have online galleries that suit all of your galleries to where you can download them and yeah. see them and share them and do all that stuff or purchase prints. You know, we have if you do if the higher end photographers is where I kind of classify myself. You know, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not on the lower end, but I'm not like like ten thousand dollars. But I do it full time. So the difference there is I have rent. You know, I got to pay my mortgage. I have food. I have gas. You know, I have bills of my own. So that helps cater to all of that. But another thing, I can totally break this down for a client and tell them, okay, yeah, you're getting $5,000 for eight hours. But you're also getting everything in between until your wedding day. So all the emailing, maybe meetings, setting up timelines, kind of being a planner of the day, um, giving you vendor recommendations, all the things, you know, from the minute you sign the contract to the minute your wedding day happens. Then it's 
eight hours wedding day. Um, depending on where it's at here in Colorado, you know, if it's in the mountains, which is most of what I shoot, it's two hour drive. Yeah. So you got two hours in the front end to drive, two hours in the back end to drive. So that's already 12 hour day. Yep. And then on top of that, you have to take all of those photos back and go home and edit them. You have to sit there and cull through four or 5,000 images to bring them down to about, you know, depending on the day and the weather and everything else that goes into play, you know, 800,000 images and you edit all of those. So it takes roughly, you know, about 30 to 40 hours per wedding to edit, you know, so you're you're not just paying for eight hours and we're like, hey, wham, bam, thank you. We're going home. Here's your photos. It's everything in between. Here's and your little Kodiak cameras. Here you go. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. little disposable yeah. ones. Yeah. Here, go develop it yourself. <laughs> it's, a lo- it's a lot of work that goes into it. And, and you're also paying for the experience, you know, because I see it all the time on Facebook. And don't get me wrong. Everybody has a budget. I get that. Um, but you're going to pay for it. You yeah. know, if you really want quality images for something that's going to happen one time in your life, that's a big event. Don't go cheap because if you do get cheap, you're going to, or if you go cheap, you're going to get cheap, you know, and not in all cases, but in most, yeah. you know, you pay for a thousand dollar photographer. Okay. You might get little communication. You might start to fear that they're not going to show up because you haven't heard from the photographer um they show up and they don't know lighting they don't know their settings your photos are just kind of meh you know (laughs) versus if you pay for a five thousand dollar photographer you're going to get that experience you're going to get that communication i reach out to my clients numerous times between when they sign and before their wedding day how are you doing do you need anything do you have any questions for me you know let's let's go meet up let's go have coffee let's go have a drink somewhere you know i want to get to know you because that's what's important to me I'm not just here to show up, shoot photos and go home. You know, I want to develop a long-term relationship because, you know, if you get, when you get married and you have kids, you might want a family photographer, you know, you want somebody who you feel comfortable with throughout every milestone of your life, you know, like kids, you know, uh, maternity photo shoots, just other things, you know, Christmas cards, stuff like that. Um, that's that's what you get when you pay more money for a higher end photographer. Is you get that experience. Um, you're paying for our knowledge and skill set. You know, I've been. I've, it sounds to me like people need to start thinking of photographers more like tattooists and <laughs> less like people with disposable cameras. That is a pretty good comparison. The way you right talk now. about that, it's like that's what I'm thinking about. Is my tattooist who's like. I go to him, my wife goes to him, all my brothers go to him, my mom and dad went to him. It's been like a whole family generational thing with the same guy. Yeah, when you ask for a tattoo artist, you're like, all right, who's a good person? And then you go off the best recommended person. Yeah. For a photographer, when everyone says Stacy, you might as well go to Stacy. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that's that's how I see it because, I mean, that's how I am with my tattoo guy. It's a- He's been there since my, he did my first one. So he's been yeah there. back in high school. Yeah. He's been <laughs> all the way through high school. He's turned, he's actually saved me a few times from myself and my own dumb ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that oops. Yeah. I went in there a couple of times. Like I wanted the big, my last name on my arm. Oh, and he geez. was like, why are you going to forget how to fucking spell it? I was like, well, now that you put it that way, I guess it is kind of dumb to tattoo my own name on my arm. That's fucking funny. You know, some other goofy ideas I had where he's like, no. Not going to happen. <laughs> he did that with my wife, too. She has a heart with bob wire on her shoulder. And she was like, she just wanted bob wire and this crappy heart. And he was like putting flowers and butterflies all over the bob wire. And she's like, no, I just want bob wire. He's all, that's kind of butch. 
<laughs> He's all, you need to girl it up a little bit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but you're paying for that experience because yeah. I'm sure he's been in the industry for a long oh, time. Yeah. So you're not going to, especially tattoos because that shit's permanent. Yep. You know, and you don't want to be like, well, I just want a tattoo, tattoo this. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, it's like shitty clip art that's yep. just terrible. And now you have it for, on your body for the rest of your yeah. year. Life. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's the same with photography. You know, it's, I think, I mean, yeah, with the new technology of iPhones, trust me, I hear it all the time. Like, well, you're kind of just taking it on your iPhone. I'm like, oh, God. <sighs> but you can't blow it up. You you cannot blow up an, a photo and have it look really great, you know? And We had this conversation literally yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because it's not just like, <laughs> click. No, it's, you know, it's more creative. It's more artistic. And uh, I totally forgot my... I thought, but um, using your phone because yesterday I was trying to take pictures for my for my brand setting up in the garage of the, of the trailer, yeah. and you <laughs> blatantly told me that looks like crap. That does not look professional. Oh well, yeah, because I did a photo shoot for your brand earlier last year, and you could definitely tell the difference. Well, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And now I am now considering on buying a camera and learning my own shit because. <laughs> I got put in my place. <laughs> not to use my fucking iPhone. That's not really putting it in your... It's just my knowledge and skill set of just trying to yeah. like help you better your company for photos and stuff like that. But Yeah, which I appreciate. I mean, it was definitely a stab to my heart and my ego, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think a lot of people just... Some people re- really value photos and some people don't, you know, which yeah. is... I know we were... Your own person. We were a lot more picky when we did our family photos with our kids than we were when we did our wedding. Really? Yeah, just because we actually cared a little more. Exactly, <laughs> and it's it's something to be able to give somebody photos. You yeah. know, I've when I've filmed some weddings, um, like at a reception and stuff. I did one a few years ago, uh, where their grandfather made a toast or a speech, and he was not in the best of health, and he was he was older, and. Uh, I had all that recorded, audio, video, motion, everything. Um, and my bride comes back to me a month later and tells me, thank you. Thank you very much for being there because my grandfather passed away. And the only memory, other than all the other memories they have, but the one memory at their wedding day. A core memory. Is, yeah, yeah, is him making a speech and just being able to watch it and relive that moment is priceless it's it's very valuable you know because we're not all here we're not gonna all live forever i mean i wish i mean i might live till i'm 300 but we'll see (laughs) um (laughs) but it's just being able to hand over memories is it's just there's no words for it it's just being able to have the photos of like your grandma crying when she sees you in your dress for the first time or like your mom or like anybody of your family you know and it just I don't know. It just gives me goosebumps when I think about it because yeah. it's just, that's something irreplaceable. Oh, it, I find it funny because we do the same thing. Like, uh, we found an old uh, computer that I hadn't used in years and it's just been like in a closet for like the last five years. We pulled it up and I got it working again. And Please we, tell me it's the one from high school with LimeWire all over it. No. Oh, damn it. Actually, <laughs> that computer's right there, dude. Oh, fuck. That computer's still alive. I can't believe that thing still exists. That computer's got like 300 bootleg movies on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back when you can do that. Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, but we pulled up, and then me and Haley seen some pictures of like from Homecoming. 
was like, God damn, we were little babies. I had no beard, just this little McDonald's mustache. (laughs) (laughs) All this stuff. I was like, God, we're so little. And now, like, you think about it and you're like, I wish I would have tried harder with some some recording of these memories. Because now you're just looking back and you're like, fuck. You know, and everything's on an old broken phone somewhere. So you're like, damn it, I I wouldn't have got rid of that phone and all this shit. Yeah, Yeah. that's why I try to keep a lot of my shit now. And I'm just me personally trying to take more pictures and videos just to keep it yeah forever i i got good about getting make sure everything makes it to the cloud <laughs> as good as that can be but it's better than my old i literally lost everything never crashes because right? then everything is gonna go yeah we were uh i was looking into one of those uh you know those companies where they'll take all your photos and then they'll put it on those f- on those hard drives in like the a frames? secured server no they put it they'll put it on those hard drives so you can have them all over your house and you can just they like switch automatically but when they do it they'll give you like copies so you can get them printed anywhere. Like they give you all these scan discs. They take all your images and like clean them up or optimize them, whatever they do. But then they send you these frames where you can just like, if you have a... Like a digital photo yeah. album? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then, the, but they also give you separate hard drives that have the actual pictures on themselves so they're not just floating around on a cloud. Oh. I was like, I should probably do that one of these days. Probably. <laughs> get a photo album. I remember like looking through them in my grandma's and my yeah. grandparents. Yeah, we, we don't, we don't have vacation. one of those. Oh, no, my grandfather, he had... An entire bookshelf in the sunroom yeah. with, like I said, bookshelves, yeah, plural. Well, well, why did those go away? What, bookshelves? No. Or photo albums? Photo, photo albums. albums. Now that I'm thinking about it, like... Because everything went digital. It's digital, yeah. yeah. I mean... I'm going to make one now. I still, I still make photo albums, not like actual physical printed out photos into an album, but you can do digital albums. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, my mom has like three or four of them. She's got at least three or like two of them for vacations and two of them of like me and my brother like obviously from when we were born to like i don't know some point in high school but she's got all those photos so it's just like you know i don't know take a trip down memory lane and you go back oh, and yeah. you're like oh my gosh old, old pictures always fucking yeah, you i was over this. at uh my uncle's house he's not doing too good in health and uh i was over there uh for christmas i got him he's got copd so he's having a hard time breathing so i went and bought him a fancy air purifier for his house and I went over there and gave it to her for Christmas, and I was looking through some of his shit he had sitting on a shelf, and I found this little picture of me in 97, so I would have <laughs> been like five. Oh, wow. And my brother, one of my little brothers was like six months old, and I had this fucking long curly mullet. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's just like my kid's mullet. <laughs> I was like, fuck. And I showed Haley. She's like, are you kidding me? That's funny. Yeah, I might have it. It's pretty funny. It's fun just to reminisce, especially mm. in past time. Well, and it's funny how your memories are kind of goofy, too, because I thought my head, hair was a lot redder when I was little. <laughs> and I seen that picture, and I was like, it's not that red. So to just like pass on everything that you've learned nowadays, like what would you tell the people learning photography or just wanting to, in, in your sense, chase after their dreams and live their dreams? What would, you, what would you tell them? Or like how to start, just jump off the cliff and do it? Or what, what do you, advice do you have to them? Well, I uh, literally jumped with both feet, and I during just, a pandemic. Uh, uh, no, that was the food truck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, I started no. photography back in 2014. <laughs> well, go. that's when you quit your full time job. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in 2020 is when I quit King Seabreeze. But um, Jesus, that is some <laughs> hair. Can I put this in front of the camera? <laughs> go for it. There you go. Check out Baby Albert. Want to see? I saw. Okay. <laughs> Um, like, Damn mullet! <laughs> God, it's killer. like what the nineties? Yeah, like the 90s. back of the picture said ninety-seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That was the year. 
Um, but no, for people who are wanting to get into the photography world, um, you know, just I like I said, I started with YouTube. I didn't know anything. I didn't go to school for a business degree. Um, I I'm again, I went, I did photography back in high school, but um, I just YouTubed how to start a business and Googled and just went by the steps that I read. And I knew kind of an idea of what I needed, you know, especially in the photography world, you need a portfolio. You can't just be like, I'm a professional photographer, pay me this much money. They're like, hey, well, I want to see your shit. You're like, so. Here's my iPhone. It does. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. It does take time. Um, but yeah, just, just do your research. Um, if photography is a passion, it is a very expensive passion for sure. Um, but just start from ground zero, you know, um, figure out your career path and just, I, yeah, YouTube, Google. I started with a website again, you know, I talked earlier in this episode about doing stuff for free because I needed the portfolio work and the editing practice and just to develop my style, which I'm a true to color style, um, which is you see color as it is and that's kind of my style it's bold it's vibrant um but yeah start off with that do um get some photos going i mean camera gear you don't need the most lavish camera if you're just starting um i literally googled yesterday photo for um camera bodies for beginners at entry level so you can google that and you'll find stuff yeah and yeah just you know, I'm very hands-on. I'm not a bookworm. Reading all the manuals and settings of a camera, no. Throw that shit out the window. Like, put a camera in my hand. Let me, you know, fuck around and find out is basically what my saying is, you know. And you just you just got to go out and do it. You got to be in the nature, taking photos, messing around with settings, figuring out what you like. Um, yeah, you'll probably fuck up a few times. Your photo's going to be blurry, might be overexposed, might be too dark. Whatever, but that's that's the whole experience of photography. You know, that's that's where you gain your knowledge and skill set and you develop a style that is what you want to create for your career. So, yeah, just pick up a camera. It doesn't have to be, you know, the most expensive one. You can find stuff now for like four or five hundred bucks. Get yourself, a you know, a good lens um, and just start doing it. So I got a couple questions then. So if somebody was getting into this, how long do you think you would tell them before they could rely on it being their sole income? Like, is it a 10-year path, a five-year path? So it kind of depends. Everybody's different um, in how much your hustle is. It took me two years to finally get weddings and go out there because starting from scratch, it just takes time. You know, you have to get a website. You have to get some form of portfolio. Um, some people it might take five years, six years to really hone in on their craft or their, their style. So it just depends on your hustle. And if you're really in it, then you can get out there, you know, and especially nowadays with Facebook being more of a popular thing, you know, obviously back in 2014, it kind of was just starting. Cause I think I joined in like 2012 or some shit, you know, and so it wasn't really like much was really. Going it was on. yeah, it wasn't a business place back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, so it was like, like here's my shitty meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or remember when everyone but, used to do the eating pizza at or, Pizza Hut? Or mm-hmm. remember what was that? MySpace. MySpace. Oh, oh MySpace. MySpace. My top eight. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, people starting out nowadays, they really have the advantage with Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, even so. Um, I suck at doing reels. I mean, I'll, I could try, but I suck. Um, that's not really my clientele either, you know. Yeah. Most of my clientele are lawyers, doctors, you know, or, you know, yeah, ends, some but. people think social media is a cure-all. Me and John were talking about that one day because we were talking about trucking. Mm-hmm. He's like, because he, he keeps trying to tell me to get TikTok. I'm 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 the Gary V po- trying to poke him yeah. in the chest to I'm get like, more TikTok. No, I'm gonna need the Chinese spying on every part of my life. They spy on me enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he was uh he's sitting there, so he starts sending me the the view counts on hashtags for like hot shot trucking and trucking and all this and GMC and Ford. <laughs> yeah, and, trailers. And, he, and he's like, see, look at your business, and then. I text him back. I was like, okay, how many of those are customers and how many of those are truck drivers just looking at other truck drivers? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Being responds back, touche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, see, that's my problem. Like, I- I've actually gotten a few customers now for social media, which is kind of surprising in my industry. It's right. not, you really wouldn't think you would, but I've actually got a couple of guys, like, oh, I've seen your, fo- paste or your post on Facebook. And I was like, no shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Facebook and Instagram are my main socials. Yeah, same here. I hate I Instagram. Out. Instagram's, I mean, I'm, yeah. I think Instagram's the best. The only reason I still have Facebook is because most of my friends don't have Instagram. There you go. If they would all go to Instagram, I wouldn't need Facebook anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's a hit and miss. Um, I get a lot of my work from Facebook, um, but I also, being in the industry long enough, I have referrals from like wedding planners or venues yeah. where I get connections and stuff from. So, so, And then also just all my clients, word of mouth, you know, um, I've shot over like 200 weddings, so I have a, a great form of, you know, word of mouth. But yeah, Instagram, Facebook is more developed now than it was when I first started. So telling somebody how to start photography now is different than when I started. You know, it's it could be a lot easier for somebody, so they could start up, maybe be a really good photographer in a year. You know, gotcha. me, it took two years. Yeah, with with Facebook, there's so many different groups and messages that you can just follow well, and find, and you can just go around and just start taking pictures. Well, and social media has turned teaching people into a whole other industry. Like in trucking, I see all these people, they're now doing live web seminars and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I kind of talk a lot of shit about them because I'm like, I tell people, I was like, you do realize that guy started his company two years ago. So all he's doing is charging you $700 to watch his seminar to tell you everything he Googled two years ago. Yeah. Like that's really all that happened here. So be just do your research before you go pay someone to yeah. teach you. Yeah. Because there's so much free information. I mean, the way I started my business, same way as all myself, Googling, mm-hmm. researching, YouTubing, reading, reading forums, all that stuff. Yeah. But even still, though, for some people researching and googling or youtubing is not for them you know yeah. i mean i did it because that's what i had yeah um yeah it but can, i'm it can get overwhelming well yeah and i'm more physical i would rather like in school yeah i could never be an online student i would go absolutely crazy i wouldn't focus oh, i couldn't i couldn't, I couldn't be an online student that's different <laughs> no yeah i couldn't no i couldn't do it so i, I, I need I have, physical i have no uh self-control on my time (laughs) (laughs) i would be like oh i don't have to be here then i'm not going to be right yeah Yeah. no i'll do my homework later (laughs) yeah i'll do it later i'm a procrastinator at heart so yeah i i need i need physical teaching like somebody to actually teach me not me read a book or do it via the internet yeah so if you were if someone was to go buy a camera tomorrow and all of a sudden they have this full memory card on their camera What's the next step for them? Obviously, they need to edit. So what do they do to edit them? Because there's so many different 
um, programs for that. Yeah. Um, my main editing system is Lightroom. Um, Photoshop is good, but it's more like an intricate thing, like maybe for like newborn photographers or portraiture photographers where it's very intricate or very specific. Um, I mainly use Lightroom. Yeah. Is that free or did you have to pay for that? No, I have to pay for that. Yeah. I have to, I pay for like a creative cloud and I get, um, Photoshop, Lightroom, Uh, like Adobe Premiere, all that stuff for like video and all the things. Cause I also, for video, I use Final Cut Pro. Um, I try to dabble in Adobe, uh, Premiere, Adobe Premiere. I just didn't like the system. I didn't like how you had to render files and do this and do that when I could just like grab a file and put it in Final Cut and it just it it just worked better for me. Everybody's got their own style. They got their own way of doing things. Um not one person's always going to be the same. So kind of just find what works for you. Yeah. And how everyone uses, you know, programs. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's different. It's kind of like how everyone speaks different languages, you know. It's like Apple versus Android. Well, I see people yeah. like when we were having audio issues, a lot of people use this other program called Audacity. The Audacity. Yeah. <laughs> and it's free. It's also a free program. But I tried using it for an entire episode and it was so just clunky and hard for me to use. It's not as simple as using an Apple product. Like, oh, okay. You can't just drag and drop and like sometimes when I edit out like a cough or a sneeze, I can just drop the volume for a second and boost it back up. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually doing a hundred million cuts. Yeah. That one you can't like you can, but there's, it's not as simple as clicking the little yellow line and dragging it down <laughs> and then back up. Like it requires so like, it's good for people who know a lot more about audio engineering than me. Like someone who's way more technical than me would probably prefer that over GarageBand. Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm assuming that's, probably worse in the photo and video world i'm sure there's way more programs yeah so it actually i mean for me because i don't record directly into a program it it comes from audio first so like mics um you could i started when i first started doing video i needed wireless mics um because for ceremonies i wasn't close enough to have an on-camera mic so i ended up again just the 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 pros and cons of starting you don't know when you yeah, first start don't know and, what you don't know yeah pretty much and so i bought um mic receivers off the internet uh like i don't know bnh or something and in order for them to work they had to have service to see each other and i was shooting this mountain wedding and i noticed uh-oh. yeah i know oh <laughs> this is when i this is when i found out real quick um i noticed the service was really terrible and on I think it was the groom. I noticed that the light was no longer flashing and I only had two because the other one had to be on top of my camera to be able to be close enough to see mm-hmm. or just, you know, frequency wise. And all of a sudden I just saw it blink red and no longer green. So I knew right away it wasn't capturing audio. Oh, so I literally like, and I had little walkies at the time because my assistant was right over there. I was like, don't move. <laughs> I don't have the audio. You have to stay there because he was on a stationary camera with one of the audios on the camera. So it could kind of pick up what they're saying, but it still was shit. And you just, you just learn. But for video, audio really can make or break a film. If you oh, have yeah. really shitty audio, like if I look back at my films that I did seven years ago to like now, oh man, <laughs> I'd kick myself, you know, but it, it really, dep- you really have to have good audio. 
Um, I have several audios now. I have like a Tascam audio. Um, I have lav mics that actually pin up and record to themselves. No longer need frequency because oh, I can go, go anywhere now. Yeah. And um, it's just a lot clearer. So after doing that and I capture all the audio, I just take the SD cards and I plug them in and I make a file for audio for each wedding and just and then import it into the system and go from there. So I don't use it. I don't use like GarageBand or anything. Yeah. I just use firsthand audio and go. <laughs> go from there. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So my next question, you ever had a wedding that turned out to be a shit show and you just wanted to leave? Oh, a wedding horror story. Let's oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I can't really say that I have. I've, I've Has there actually, ever been a fight? No, oh, I have seen no, no, like broke out fights, like hardcore. Um, I've seen people get sick because a lot of people out, out of state coming in, going to the mountains, oh. drinking higher elevation, don't drink water, can't hang. I've seen <laughs> <laughs> can't hang with the cool kids. Um, have you seen I, a, a groom pa- pass out, buckle at the altar? Does he buckle? No, oh, no, man. I haven't seen any of that. But I've 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 seen people faint. Um. I've seen. I actually really haven't had a lot of bridezillas in my de- in my time, which is which is awesome because all my clientele is just amazing. Like, I thank every one of them for supporting my business and entrusting me and taking photos for their wedding day. You know, or in the, and even after family photos, senior photos for their kids. You know, well, not really their kids yet, but um, just yeah. Um, I think John did my senior photos. Weren't you in the photo? <laughs> In high school? No, you no you weren't in your book. My senior photo is me under your truck, oh, pretending really? to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That was my senior photo back when they can allow cool stuff. Yeah, now it's just like because it was like the, you worked on my pickup a lot in high school. Well, yeah. Remember when it broke down out there and we towed it with my little car? Yeah, your neon. <laughs> oh, no, man. my Subaru. Yeah, your Subaru. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Someone in your book, I thought came out. I thought it was you. I think was, I did do your book, but I didn't do very much. I think you came and took my picture because it was like the day before, and they're like, "You need to take a picture. You're not having a picture." So then my oh. picture is me like halfway laying under your truck, pretending to work on That's it. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where can people find you online and get a hold of you? Like, are you what's your schedule looking like for the the new 2023 year? Like, are you available for weddings? Where can people get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, my dates are quickly booking up for 2023, but you can find me on Facebook um, at capital B-O-P dot S-F, or you can find me on Instagram just at Stacy Furcus. Um, you can Google my business name, Blue Orchid Photography plus Videography. Um, those are my main socials. Um, you can find me there. And yeah, I'm booking... Uh, my fall is booking up really quickly, but my summer is still pretty open. So if you guys got some dates and stuff like that, feel free to reach out and, you know, let's get you guys booked. And all of that stuff will be in the show notes as well. So you, you can click onto it real quick and check her out. Do summer weddings, guys. This is probably better than fall weddings. No. It's, it's hot yeah. as fuck when you it do a wedding hot. in the fall. Summer weddings are the best. <laughs> Not when you're in black suits and everybody's uh-huh. sweating their asses off. Well, you don't need to wear black suits. A lot of them, well, I mean, they're like either black, gray, tan, I, I have blue. bad experience with the suit thing, I will admit. <laughs> yeah, I did mine in August and it was hot as fuck. I did mine in July and it oh rained. Oh, God. Nice. It rained? Yeah. Remember it rained for like five minutes before we were supposed to go out and do the ceremony? You know how long that's why that we was? did the ceremony. I'm like, my ceremony was literally like three minutes long. 
Oh yeah, it was I've, so fast. I've been rained on <laughs> numerous times. <laughs> well, it, we were just fast. Like we just had someone officiating. She read the poem, made a little speech, said "I do," drew a little heart with finger paint, and went inside and started drinking. <laughs> it was. It was the, I remember the people were like that is the fastest fucking ceremony I've. Ever Didn't he have seen. time to sit down and adjust them, their ass in the seat? No, it was quick. I've had a couple of ceremonies where they were like five minutes, and yeah. I was just like not prepared for. It. I was like. <laughs> That was literally like five minutes. Yeah. I blinked. Oh, God. Ours was stupid <laughs> fast. and uh, But no, I think summer weddings are better. I love them all. I mean, yeah, summer weddings are hot. You know, I will fall admit, weddings a hot are thing cold. Can suck. <laughs> Don't make your groomsmen wear all that shit. Come on. You have, okay. First, you have to talk to the wife about that shit. Because she's the one that picks all the colors. Not all the time. Sometimes both are involved. The wedding I'm referring to, both were involved in our misery. <laughs> so you, you self-harmed yourself. You were there. At my wedding? Not yours. Yours was fine. At yours? No. Whose wedding are you talking about? You know. Just, just bleep it out and tell me the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hot as fuck. That <laughs> yeah. was a heavy ass suit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, we had, and we had to wear that fucking giant ass jacket. Oh my God. Until yeah. finally we were all dying of heat stroke and they were like, I guess now you can take them off. <laughs> and we're like crawling on the ground. It's only like 109 degrees and we're wearing these giant jackets. <laughs> that was miserable. That's fucking funny. I forgot about that one. <laughs> that was misery. <laughs> there was no talking to the wife on that one either. No. <laughs> Bridezilla. Yeah. Have you seen any pictures of the groomsmen from that wedding? Only the ones that we took. Exactly. Kind of weird. <laughs> You're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you didn't take pictures of that one. I did not. No. no. <laughs> they took pictures. The, the, their photographer took a shitload of pictures. We did groomsmen pictures. We did all kinds of party pictures. But when they did their Facebook flood of the wedding, not a single one of the groomsmen. All her and her family. Oh, wow. It was like kind of rude. Right? <laughs> I sweat my ass off for this. You made, I shaved my balls for this event. <laughs> you made me come out here in the heat. You made me drop like 300 and something dollars to rent all this crap for your wedding. And I don't even get one good picture. <laughs> come on now. Aww. I was a little upset. I was like, we should find the photographer and ask for him. Because I want them. Because they were good pictures. I mean, we looked good. We had fancy suits. Yeah, it was. Sad about that. Anything else? Do you got anything you want to say? No? Nothing? <laughs> this is a, very awkward now. I pretty much said everything about me that the world can know. <laughs> that the world can know. So there's more. There's more. To be you continued. Gotta leave, you gotta leave a little mystery in the world. <laughs> yeah, we might as well just leave it on a cliffhanger then, huh? <laughs> right. To be continued. <laughs> is the food truck going to be out next year? That's the plan, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I missed it this year. I was upset. I know. I we so were at excited. several events. I was like, John, oh, she's going to the fair. I was like, all right. And then sure as shit, the day you got there, they booked me a load out of town. Yeah. I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The hot dogs are pretty good, too. I bet. They look good as shit. Gourmet hot dogs, fresh fruit smoothies. You can also find us, too, on Facebook, um, Yeti Dog Smoothie Shack, or Instagram, Yeti Dog Smoothie Shack, at Yeti Dog Smoothie Shack. On Instagram? Yeah, and Facebook. On both of them? Yeah. No TikToks? No. You just hire my TikTok manager. I know, right? <laughs> Let the Chinese all spy on him. Yeah, they take care of me. Don't worry. You, it's working for us. <laughs> uh, um, but, I mean, other than that, um, there was one thing I, w- I wanted to ask you about, just since it's, like, we, we vaguely talked about it, since it's Blue Collar Show. When we were chit-chatting before we got together, 
because we talk about you know being away a lot and how demanding our jobs are what is it like for or i guess what was it like on your side of the of the i guess relationship there wasn't much of a relationship at the time but for the people that are at home you just say the significant other that's at home while the other person's you know on the other side of the country working how do you pass by time like that or how do you make things work like that i mean obviously we weren't dating at the time but do you have anything to say about it? <laughs> He's uh, looking for a different perspective because we found yeah. out what John does when you're out of town. He just watches cartoons. Cartoons and golf. Yeah, and anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All we got is Stacy's out of town. I get to watch all my cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> so we know there's got to be a difference between what guys do and what the women do when the other one's out of town. Yeah. I mean, for our relationship specifically, I mean, at the time, it was, you know, because you were freshly divorced and I, I mean, for me, I've been in shitty relationships and stuff like that. And I've also been single for a long time. So for me, it wasn't like trying to rush a situation. You, I wasn't trying to rush a a relationship. If it was going to happen, it would happen, you know, and I'm very understandable. So knowing that you just came out of a, a relationship, um, I was just, just chilling, you know, I was just like, Hey, yeah, if you, if you're interested, you know, reach out, you're the one traveling, you know, I'm here in Colorado. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. So we'll just keep in contact, text back and forth or call or whatever, and, um, see where things go and just, you know, really take your time. You know, I'm, I'm in no rush. I've been, I've been in relationships where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like my lovey, like move in, like, Oh my gosh. And you know, of course I was younger and stuff like that, but you know, now I'm just like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm 32 years old. I'm not here for the game. You know, if this is if this is what you want, let's do it. If it's not, then cool. Bye. You see you later. You know, yeah. like I've been on dating websites and stuff like that, but you know, I'm I'm just I'm just here. I want I want to be I want to be with someone who's like my best friend. You know, I want to be able to live my life, be with my friends, have fun, do stuff together, do stuff separate and just be two people together, you know, and share a life and go travel and do stuff and have fights and arguments or disagreements, uh, you know, or like learn things you like that I don't like and vice versa and stuff like that. So still for, won't watch Dragon Ball Z. I was going to no, say no, Dragon I Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for, for me, it was just really easy because I was just in a state of mind of like, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, I have been in a long-term relationship back, years ago and for me i don't do long term it's really hard long term or long distance or, yeah long distance sorry counting on his fingers <laughs> we, just, we just bought a, a trailer together so how long term are we talking here <laughs> i told you like five ten years so that's long term um no so i've i've just been in those relationships where you know it, it it's hard it is hard because you're you spend so much time apart versus together but you know if it's with the right person you make time you you know i've been i've been busy before i've been working at king supers in the pet store and photography and you know past relationships of people who i've dated i've made the time to go see them you know i either i drive to you or like we schedule something a couple two three weeks out and just plan things you know for for people who are really in it you can make time, you know, for people who are just like hit and quit, then it's not going to work, but it is hard. It is hard being 
away from people. I could not really do it. I mean, I know we did it for a little bit in the beginning, but that's because it was new and it wasn't something like if you and I had already been together like this whole year and then you decide to go off and travel or like for your job, you know, that would, that would be really hard. I can't really shed light on that because I was saying I'm not in that position, but yeah, it'd be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. I went about my day. I shot weddings. I hung out. Basically, you lived your life. Oh, yeah, I think this might much. be a, a better question in a year or two because now that you guys are living together and all that, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be like well, what you're saying is most of your guys' time apart, you guys are still fresh, so everything was still easy going. Yeah. It sounds like we yeah. need somebody that has a relationship that still stays out of town. Well, that or just in the future, you yeah. know, after you guys, because now you guys have brought both your lives together. Yeah. So it's going to not be... It'd be a part two for that question. Not bad, but I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It'll just be different. Yeah, it'll change. Yeah. Someone's got to watch someone's dog. Someone's got to download someone's cartoons. <laughs> someone's got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I guess that also cartoons. depends if you ever do any more traveling on your own. Yeah. I know mean, you don't really sound like you have that in mind. Unless Rocket takes me across the world. Or that's get, one thing that's nice about my photography is I can go wherever to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'd be hard setting up in new states, but could do it it's possible yep. oh yeah and i also drive for uber too <laughs> if anyone needs an uber ride <laughs> you're probably the only one out here you should have yeah, the market no, cornered yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't you just park outside the legion and just I, wait I know, right just wait for people to <laughs> I, I had a friend text me last night for new year's asking if she was working so they could request a ride from her <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you got the market cornered out here i've never seen it i think there's one lady in hudson that does it yeah, yeah. there's like I, I've actually had a few people like, cause I get out early. I get about six. I'm, I'm the business driver. Oh. I'm too old to do like the night party scene. I mean, I've done it. Like when I first started Uber last John year. John was the original Uber back in high school. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't get paid. Yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> but, uh, I wasn't, I shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I usually do six in the morning until like two in the afternoon. When I first started, I did St. Patrick's Day, and I Ooh. did, like, a 15-hour day. I started, in, like, the afternoon. I went to, like, 3, 4 in the morning. It was pretty cool. I got some really interesting stories from a lot of drunk people. So, but, <laughs> yeah. A woman of all trades, I see. Jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. Again, I like to dabble in all things. Uh, life is too short to just do one career or one job. Why not do them all? When you can't, obviously, I'm not going to be a doctor <laughs> or like a pilot or something. I mean, you can just YouTube that shit and do brain surgery tomorrow. Oh, okay. great. There's some things you probably shouldn't it, try to learn off of YouTube. Yeah. There's a few things, okay? Before you know it, be like plastic surgeon in Mexico fucking shit up. <laughs> All righty, Well, you folks. got anything else, Albert? I'm good. You want to say anything? Any final words? No. Cool. I, I'm good. Well, check Thanks. out... I'm sorry. I was going to say thank you guys for having me on the show. It's been great chit chatting about photography and me and all my things. So, well, thanks for being our first guest and the first episode of the brand new year. Of course. So, make sure you check out Stacy on her social medias that will all be in the show notes. And then, same with all of ours for the Blue Collar Pod, Blue Collar Syndicate show. Instagram, the underscore Blue Collar Syndicate. Did I say that right? I said that really fast. No. Either way, fuck it. F- Facebook, the Blue Collar Syndicate <laughs> Podcast. TikTok, Blue Collar Syndicate Pod. It's all of Stacy's will be in the show notes, like I said. Just so. go on Instagram and search the Blue Collar Syndicate. You'll yeah. find us. There's only one of us. Yeah. And then we're still talking about possible hats and stickers. Just got to make a design. I like it. So, other than that, 
you guys next week. Later.